Hi friends, welcome to this week's Contemplate. Shua here to lead you through this week's meditation. We are in the season of Advent, really beautiful time leading up to Christmas and and uh, you know you got the snow and you got the presents and you got the uh, the Christmas Eve service and the candle lightings and all those fun things. Uh, no snow here in San Diego actually, but a pretend snow. We do have pretend snow. And uh, that's just beautiful and amazing. This week, this past week in our Sunday gathering, we talked about love. And we're in this week of focus on love as this theme uh, for this week of Advent. A couple of weeks back, actually, we were in a series on prayer and the whole focus was, was love. Dan talked about Ephesians 3 being rooted and grounded in love what does that look like how do we lean into that how do we lean into our identity first as being loved by the father and if you want to even as a sort of addition to this meditation you can go back and listen to that one ephesians 3 contemplate on ephesians 3 it was really beautiful today we're going to be leaning a little bit more into that theme as it pertains to the coming of christ Jesus came into the world in part. He came in the world to do his Father's will and to bring in and usher in the kingdom of God. But in part, it was also to define love for us, to redefine what what love was. I think there was then, as there are now, so many definitions of love fighting for your attention because we all live from this place of a desire for love at at its root in whatever way we define that. So some people think they can find love through success or through uh, security, whether it be financial or, or social or just base desires, like that gives us a sense of love. But Jesus comes and he defines it for us. And so I'm going to read a, a passage of scripture that um, I think will help ground us in the truth of, of love. Jesus says, there's no greater love than this, than laying down your life for one's friend. That, that sort of sacrificial putting the self aside for the sake of the other is the way it, he seems to define love. And we're going to read through a short text here in 1 John that kind of lays out a bit of that story that we should be as believers grounded in. And just as a reminder, this time of contemplation is not just um, a sort of ethereal, uh, spiritual, meditative space as the world might define it. We are leaning into contemplating the scriptures so that it comes out of us, so that the sort of narratives about love or the redefinitions by our cultural moment of love are um, instead encapsulated by by jesus's definition for love and actually pushed back against by jesus's definition because at any given moment you have a thousand voices shouting at you telling you what love is and that primary that first that foremost voice needs to be jesus's voice in our hearts in our minds so this the way we do this is scripture right so we lean into scripture we lean into the ancient text and we ask the holy spirit to speak to us in our individual moment to give us a sense of this profound love and that's what we're going to do together so again get into a comfortable space 
somewhere that you uh, maybe are alone, where you can sit upright with both feet on the ground, or maybe even laying down if you need that sort of time of rest, uh, or if you're driving, you know, this might lull you into a meditative space. Make sure you don't close your eyes if you're driving, uh, but 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 here's just get into a relaxed state, some space that you can just maybe let the the spinning of the mind be put to ease not that those thoughts are going to go away but you can just observe them and we'll just start here once you're comfortable by taking a few deep breaths in through the nostrils deep into the belly and out through the mouth a couple more times. If you need to pause and you want to do it more than three times, go ahead and do that. But another inhale. Breathing in grace. And exhale. And breathing again. His mercy in your very lungs. And exhale. We're going to read through John, 1 John 4. Just once, very slowly, in ancient times, one, a lot of people didn't actually have the skill of reading. So the place you would go to take in the scripture or text would just be going and hearing someone read it out loud. That was a way a lot of people took in the words of God, took in scripture. Let that be um, this in a way for you. Lean in and we'll ask now, Spirit, would you come and speak to us through this slow reading of scripture, through reading and knowing your heart in the text, and then come and speak to us. Give us a true sense of your love to push back against the lies. Maybe the narratives even we have come up with. Speak to us as we lean into you and contemplate your heart. First John 4, verse 7. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is from God, and whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. Anyone who does not love does not know God, because God is love. In this, the love of God was made manifest among us, that God sent his only Son into the world so that we might live through him. In this is love, not that we have loved, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God loved us in this way, we also ought to love one another no one has ever seen God. But if we love one another, God abides in us 
and his love is perfected in us. Take a moment, let that sink in. If you need to, you can rewind it back to the start of the reading and just listen through again. But the writer, the author here, breaks it down into these three sort of sections. Talking about love first. Whoever loves is born of God and knows God, and anyone who does not does not know love because God is love. And then he shows the way love was made manifest among us. That God sent his son, so Jesus being the manifestation, the physical representation of love, a sort of guide to what love is, that we might live through him, that you might see that life and in one sense literally be brought back to life by his sacrificial love of laying down his life in resurrection, but also that you might have life even now as you live through him, see the way that he loves and then love that way. Like in the second part it says, in this is love, not that we have loved, but he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. Jesus is showing the way to, to love, sacrificing himself, being the sort of atonement for our brokenness. And not that we can go to that level, but there is a sort of sacrifice in that. He lays down his life. No one took it from him. This wasn't forced out of his hands. Jesus lays down his life for us and then calls us friends. What mercy, what grace. You are called also to do the same. God, even while we were enemies of God, he saw us and laid down his life for us. There's so much beauty in that. There's almost this sense in which God didn't have anything to, to gain from our perspective, right? Like, wh why would you do this? This is sort of scandalous. This is sort of... Uh, irrational. You who hold the universe, the cosmos, in your hands would come, bind yourself to human form, and then die that we might live. A people who have constantly turned our backs on you. And this isn't shame. This isn't to shame us or to, or to make you feel like, oh, you know, not yet tearing at your clothes, although if that's what you, you, you need to do, there's a sort of image in the scripture when somebody realizes they need to repent or they're in mourning, they tear their clothes and they yell and they, you know, there's this deep sense of conviction or shame. Not that you need to do that necessarily, but this is the reality. You did not win the heart of God. God came for you even as you turned your back on God. And this is love that even in that state, God sent his son to be love manifest, realized, represented among us.
and it cost him. What is a space and area in your life where you might lay down your life for another? Being rooted and grounded in love, then able to love one another. Just like the end of this text here. No one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God abides in us and his love is perfected in us. This is God's plan for restoration of the world, that his love might be in us and flow through us, and that he would be seen through his people here on earth. His love perfected in us, in his people, in his bride. So my prayer for you today is that you, being rooted and grounded in love, uh, would understand the, how wide and how deep uh, this is. This is me echoing Ephesians 3, of course. And then you would go and love another, especially in this season where so many might feel alone or anxious. Go be the presence of God. Be love manifest in the world to someone from a place of peace. Go back and listen to the reading of scripture, or better yet, go and open it for yourself and take a couple of deep breaths and ask the Spirit to meet you where you are today. Grace and peace to you, friends.